1: Welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host Joe Zapia, and with me every Friday, the Dream Team, Joey P and Johnny McHex, John McHexney. What's going on, homie? Oh
2: man, uh, not a whole lot. It's been been a great week up here, and uh, I, you know, every. Every day, or you know, every hour since Wednesday, I've gone back to Twitter and found the video of that first pitch from Boston of the guy, you know, in the background, (laughs) taking one off the Easter eggs, and it just brings me great joy every single time. So I'm I'm in a great mood this morning. Well, and I encourage
1: anybody who on a gloomy Friday is having a rough start to the day go Google that video that John's talking about. If you haven't seen it, it's a good time. And you know, I don't know why people getting hit in the nuts is so darn funny. It's not funny if it happens to me. But no. to other people, hilarious. I think comedy is just tragedy that happens to other people, right? Isn't that yeah. not that the rule of comedy? <laughs>
2: yeah, and the, and the timing of it too. And uh, yeah, it just everything clicked into place at once. And, and, and <laughs> the, the sound from the from the announcers just like, oh no,
1: oh no. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's the best.
1: Well, uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of getting hit in the nuts, you're going to have to pay a lot for a big cash game pitcher tonight because let me tell you, you're going to hit in the pocketbook and in the nuts and everywhere else because Corey Kluber is 11600 Max Scherzer, $11,500. i am going to start with these two guys before we even talk about anybody else because I have a definitive feeling about them. I know Kluber's been spectacular, but there's absolutely no way for $100 less that I can't go with Max Scherzer against the Padres. I just can't do it. The Padres strike out, I think they just struck out four times when we started this podcast till now. And to me, this is a no-brainer. And just to be a responsible host here for you at Rotowire, because that's what I want to do. I want to be a responsible host. I made sure that I can fit him responsibly into a lineup. And I was able to here with Scherzer, uh, basically punting catcher, but you can find guys around 2100, wink, wink, nod, nod, maybe in Philadelphia, perhaps if he's playing, that you could get out there I can get Alonzo, Murphy, Rendon, Tim Beckham, Reese Hoskins, Dyson, and Delmonico in a lineup for cash games with Scherzer. And I think that's enough considering how good Scherzer is. What are your thoughts on uh, Scherzer, Kluber, or perhaps fading these two in the huge salary tonight?
2: Um, You know, I'm definitely going to be pretty much exclusively going over these two, going after these two guys as far as my pitchers are concerned, even with those high prices. And, you know, digging into the numbers a little bit, Kluber – since, uh, since the All-Star break, seven innings at least and at least nine strikeouts uh, in each of those six starts, .76 whips, so basically no one is getting on base. Five of those starts, he's gone with with ten strikeouts, um, but he has been slightly more hittable on the road than he has been at home. He is on the road tonight in Kansas City against a divisional opponent, um, and the Royals actually have the best or the fifth best uh, weighted on base as a team uh, over the last 30 days, so that, that kind of scares me off of Kluber. Uh, when you consider Scherzer is $100 less, uh, looking no worse for wear after that kind of scary uh, one-inning start uh, against the Marlins a few weeks back, uh, 19 strikeouts and 14 innings over those two starts uh, since that one, um, and he's also going against the Padres, and he's he's uh, been better on the road uh, than he has been at home this year, 179 ERA, .82 uh, whip on the road, and of course, uh, like you said, the Padres... Uh, a, Oh man, Will Myers just struck out again. So yeah, they are they are <laughs> just up to five. completely whiff happy team. Um, you know they couldn't even get you know figure out Edwin Jackson last night, which I, I felt embarrassed for them uh, for for that. So I think that Scherzer is not going to make things any prettier for the Padres. Um, so he would he would be the guy. The only argument really I see against it is a higher ownership percentage, but I think both of those guys are going to be pretty highly owned overall.
1: Yeah, and and I I don't like I said I, I always practice this, or I say, you know, I preach it, I practice it. I don't, I don't believe in giving people lineups. So what I was doing here at the top, and I'm not giving you a lineup, I'm giving you suggestions in pricing. And that's because when you do have pitchers at this high of a scale that you want to use in cash games, and there's really the alternatives aren't going to be competitive. Like that's the problem because Kluber and Scherzer are both out there. They're both so high priced. If you don't have them, I find it going, it's going to be a very difficult justification for you to compete in cash games. So you have to be able to justify putting them in and it's, and it's doable. It's doable because I think some of the Washington guys in the infield are, priced correctly they where they're affordable enough where some of them were sometimes pushing 4k while they're under 4k. You got guys like Alonzo underpriced. You got guys in Philadelphia on that lineup in San Francisco, a little under price. Is it a great ballpark? No. Uh, do you have to trade off for guys like Dyson and go with speed guys as opposed to power guys? Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I think if you make those kind of pivots in your mind, it's very easy to create a lineup and construct one for cash games tonight, even though these prices are pushing that, $12,000 range. And I'll say this too. If Kluber was, let's say $500 less than Scherzer, it would give me pause, but a right. hundred dollars more. I just, I don't get it. I'm, I'm going with Scherzer and I'll go down with that shit, but let's talk about the GPP arms. Cause there's a lot more to discuss there. You got Ari at it, 99, uh, Carlos Martinez, 95 Keiko, 93 Rich Hill at 92. If you could ever get out of the fifth inning. And then I want to talk about these two guys, cause they're going against each other and they're practically the same price. It's Zach Godley, for Arizona in Minnesota now. Hopefully weather will cooperate and everything will be fine. There will be a lot of weather tonight, issues wise. So just be aware and make sure you're you know taking that into account and check everything as you're making lineups this afternoon. But Godley's been terrific. Irvin Santana, look, big Irv has been big Irv. I mean, it's it's you know it, there's been some moments where it, it came back down to earth, but let's be frank. I mean, he's still been much. You know, more good than bad, even in the second right. half here. But I'm leaning towards Godley here in this one. I think Minnesota is another team that's folded up the tents, and Godley's been terrific. And I, I think maybe a little underappreciated. What are your thoughts between these two guys at roughly the same price?
2: Um, I think you, you bring up a good point on Godley, and and uh, when you look at Big Irv, uh, a lot of his best starts have come uh, on the road uh, this year. His numbers are decidedly worse. Uh, at target field of like an ERA slightly over four Uh, whip is still strong at one one nine at target field but um, you know he's going against a a tough uh, Arizona lineup I know that Arizona tends to be a little bit worse uh, themselves uh, when they're away from chase field so that that plays to Big Irv's advantage uh, to an extent there but I I think you bring up a good point that that Minnesota is a little bit banged up they're trying to you know see what they have in some of these young players uh, to an extent. And, and I know that I think Robbie Grossman, uh, the, the, their kind of usual DH just broke his thumb last night. Um, so that, that takes one less uh, power bat out of that lineup. And, and Godley's been very strong uh, over his last you know, six starts, you know, in, in ERA, well, well under four uh, in that stretch. So i probably give the lean to Godley as well in this case.
1: Yeah, I mean, Drew Pomeranz, you can put in this conversation if you want to, if you feel strong. But I hate get involved in Yankees Red Sox. You know, those games can get real ugly bullpen wise real fast, and it, the pace of those games is just weird sometimes. If you want to pay above godly between Keiko, Carlos Martinez, of Pittsburgh, Rich Hill, is there one of these guys that sticks out for you?
2: Um, it, it, it's a I mean, little Keiko's bit tough. got
1: Mania who's been you know pretty awful in his last couple stars.
2: Yeah, that that that's not great. I, I... I'm still, you know, not completely sold the Keuchel's all the way back. And there's kind of a little bit of a stink over the Astros right now. I'm not sure what what it is, but pretty much since that trade deadline, they've been a little bit sulky, and, and you know, Keichel uh, had those really concerning starts coming off the DL with a, with the uh, dip in velocity. Uh, it was slightly better last time out, but it was still not really what you're looking for in terms of what, what you're paying. Uh, he did get seven strikeouts in that one, but he was a lot more hittable uh, than he has been for most of the season, so I'm off of Keichel. It's just really hard for me to, you know, uh, unless I'm, like, totally – uh, going with, with a with a ridiculous GPP option. I, I don't think I'm going for the for the second tier of, of pitchers really at all. It's either uh, the the Kluber Scherzer, uh, you know, decision or or someone way way down the board. So what you're saying basically
1: is the Astros have been listening to a lot of emo rock from the, like the two thousands. Like it's yeah, been a like, lot of 30 it, seconds to Mars, like, that kind of thing. A little but, AFI that,
2: that just boy, if they listen to 30 seconds to Mars, I don't even know if that, if that classifies as emo. It's just like that you have to really, really, really question their judgment at that point.
1: Yeah. At least if you're going to go
2: emo, go cure, go
1: old school and do it right. All these fancy, don't give me pre- this hot topic guys.
2: nonsense. Yeah. I yeah, know hot
1: topic stuff, man. I want the old school real, emo. All right, let's talk about the guys that we want to go against. Oh, that was awesome. Sean I <laughs> is certainly one of them. So if anything's going to cheer up the Astros lineup, I think it's going to be Sean who has given up a ton of runs his last few starts. And I don't know if he's just getting tired, if it's a fatigue factor with him because there was a stretch here where he was really good. And then my goodness, I mean, the last four outings here, he's given up, he's only gone six and two thirds total over his last three starts and his last downing, he gave up six earned runs and in an inning, a third of an inning. So, I mean, <laughs> like we, we're in yeah. a bad spot here. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to troll him, and I'm going to think about Houston Astros tonight. Uh, you're going to have to pay up for those guys that you want, the main ones, for the most part. So, that means it's more of a GPP stack. Uh, in terms of cash stacks, I told you Washington, very much in play against Perdomo. I think Philly, very much in play also against San Francisco. Uh, so those are two ways that are like, more cost-effective guys. Let's go over to catcher and talk about top of the board there. Gary Sanchez is at 36. Yadier is at 33. You got Luke Roy in Colorado. This is a tough night because I think even with the, even with some of the uh, higher-rung pitchers in GPP, like Godley, like uh, Carlos Martinez and those guys that we were talking about already – I can't see paying up for catcher tonight. I don't think that's going to help us at all. I don't think the returns are enough for the matchups. So I'm going to live, you know, lower down. Victor Martinez at 27, coming off uh, a good couple days here. And, again, Cameron Rupp at 21, if he's in the lineup to me, that's one that I could certainly stomach also.
2: Uh, yeah, I like the Rub call a, a lot. Um, I, I think that um, you know you you were talking about potential cash stacks to to go with, and I think uh, sneakily the the Rays. I know they haven't been mm, yeah. uh, as good over the past month as they were you, you know uh, pre All Star break, uh, not hitting home runs at the same rate. But you know if you wanted to get a few uh, Rays that are reasonably priced in your lineup, uh, Wilson Ramos is a fine way to start that at twenty three hundred. Again, kind of going with your theme of of you know avoiding paying a high price at, at catcher if you wanted to go a little bit higher up. Um, I, I think uh, Tyler Flowers at, at home uh, going against Cincinnati. I think that the Braves uh, are also in play there because you know we, we always talk about how uh, hitter friendly SunTrust has proven to be in its young history. Uh, so Flowers is a guy that, that can certainly add some power. Uh, potential from the catcher spot and James McCann. If, if he had an easier uh, matchup, I would like him a little bit uh, at 26. But it, it's hard against Rich Hill when when you have uh, guys like Flowers and and um, Ramos with easier matchups.
1: And that's why I come back to Rupp too against Matt Moore at 21. To me, there's there there's you your go. pairing like there's your lineup starter in cash games. Twenty one hundred dollar Cameron Rupp against Matt Moore, lefty righty, all good. Look, he's got some power upside, but he, look, you just get on base once, and I'm fine. And then let Max Scherzer or Kluber or anybody else between those two, you know, do their job after that. That's how you fill out your lineup. That's called, that's called where you start. Let's start at first base. We've got Goldschmidt out of the board, 46, Votto 45, Cody Bellinger at Detroit. Let's talk about Bellinger at 44 against Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, on paper, this one certainly seems to make sense. Uh, are you buying in or you want to go down the board maybe and save about $500 and go down to Freddie Freeman and, and that run?
2: Yeah. Again, you know, uh, if you if you're using a Scherzer, or a Kluber, then then it's going to be really, really tough to to get any of these top three guys. But oh, these uh, are but, GPP plays, right? I okay, don't, you can't afford any. You can't afford.
1: I'm telling you, responsibly, it's really tough. Maybe you can get to one 4K player, maybe. But I'm telling you right now, I think it's really difficult to do tonight to do it responsibly and smartly. So I think these are only GPP guys at <laughs> the yeah. top of the board tonight. Yeah,
2: let's, yeah, because we don't we don't need to talk about like the the, the you know may, making a Goldschmidt Scherzer lineup that's just like not possible. Um, Ryan Zimmerman's a guy that you know I saw him uh, last night. He's gone over over 20 points in three of his last four games. Uh, homered in back to back games. Um, so it, I know his his. Overall pace has slowed down a fair bit uh, over the course of the season, but he seems to be trying to step up a little bit with, with Bryce Harper out, and I think Brian Goodwin uh, also went out. So that, that's a really uh, beleaguered Nationals lineup, but you know Zimmerman's a guy that's stepping up, and I think that he makes some sense uh, in, with a relatively easy matchup out in San Diego as well. If you wanted to go uh, relatively cheap uh, at first base, he's just 3,400. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I agree with that. And for me and the other lineup builder today is Yonder Alonso against Pruitt. Uh, it's in Tampa, not the greatest ballpark, but Alonso swinging a good bat right now. He does have some power upside. It's a good lefty righty matchup. And again, 3K. If I can get a 3K player that I feel good about at first base, that just allows me to go to some of those weaker positions and go fill that spot there. Let's talk about it. Let's go over to third base here. Nolan Arenado dealing with that hand injury of 46. We've been talking about that all week. But let's keep going down the road because, again, uh, 46 is a tough, tough nut to swallow here when you're talking about (laughs) this entire thing here uh, with these big pitcher salaries on the board. You got Beltre right behind him at 45. Mustakis at 43 against Kluber, so he's out tonight. Uh, Continuing to go down there, though, you do have Justin Turner at 38. Keep going back to the Dodgers. I'm going to keep riding this Dodger stack as long as I can because the Dodgers have been productive. Uh, if we go past that range, though, I want to talk about Rendon at 34 because in between is Diverse, who's been outstanding. We know that. Um, again, I, I stay away from those rivalry games sometimes. Yeah, I, just, that, I, just, I think
2: that's a fair that's a fair way know, of looking at it. And I know it, so, Montgomery's like Rendon, been yeah.
1: a little bit, you know, uh, he's, he's starting to show a little bit of fatigue as well. That's another one that – Start to get through the dog days in August, it starts to look a little bleaker for some of these guys who started off so well in the young end. But Rendon's the one I want to talk about against the Padres and Perdomo because it's another guy hitting in a good spot in the lineup, uh, a guy who's going to you know who always hits for average. He's got power upside, ballpark factor not great, no, but I can't imagine Rendon not being useful in a good return at 34 tonight.
2: Yeah, and, and he always hits in the favorable part of that lineup, and, and you know even more so, uh, he's being relied upon again with with, with Harper and, and uh, that outfield core uh, just really banged up. So uh, a, a Rendon and, and Zimmerman combo uh, costing you less than seven thousand total um, for, for that sort of uh, qu- you know quality of bats that you're getting um, against the Padres. Uh, that, that's not you know completely. Uh, like the no home run park that, that it once was, you know, the ball flies out there a little bit better than I think people uh, have a perception of uh, these days. So I like Rendon. If you move down uh, a little bit, again, if you wanted to go uh, after some rays, I mean, Longoria is too quality a, a hitter to be just 2,600 in my opinion. That that price really stands out to me is something that um, is something that could be taken advantage of tonight as well.
1: I'm glad you brought up Longoria because I wanted to talk about him and that $2,600 price because he is – it's funny. He is such a all or nothing guy at this point. I, I feel like you know, and his numbers reflect that. You know, you see that's a guy right. with 17 home runs and an average or, you know, around 270. It's a guy that's going to have his good nights or do nothing for you. To me, I don't think I want him in my cash game lineups. Even though it's a very good price, I think this is a pivot from Rendon. If you want to go down and try to start one of the Scherzers or Klubers in a GPP, if you want to go that route. You could throw Longoria in there third base, take that savings of almost you know eight hundred dollars, and put it into the outfield and spread it around, and maybe you can actually turn those Scherzer, Kluber lineups into some GPP world. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's a good point. I, I think uh, you know the the more that you can save uh, at, at a at a spot where you know you look out who else is kind of in that neighborhood um, w- with Longoria, you got Jed Jerko, who's you know even more all or nothing than a guy like Longoria. And then you know a Michael Franco. Uh, I know he does draw the matchup out out uh, in San Francisco against Matt Moore, who's pretty much quantifiably been the worst starting pitcher uh, in all of baseball this season. But you you still just have to give the lean to Longoria, and and with that, you know again, if you're pivoting off of off of a. Uh, off of a Rendon there at 34 and and you're not using Jose Ramirez who just got plunked in the wrist yesterday. And I, I, you know, I'd be kind of surprised if he uh, was even in the lineup. Uh, You can definitely use those savings uh, to, you know, or even, even use them uh, to bulk, to bulk up like your mid middle infield spots as well. All right. Let's talk about the middle infield. We got Altuve top of the board. He's very
1: expensive at 45. I'll say this though. If I am going to pay up at one spot, I can justify Altuve with the matchup against Manai. He crushes lefties, and then you get into that weak bullpen, probably when Manai is done, which, you know, according to his last outing, could be the second inning. Right. So Altuve, to me, I know he's going to cost a lot, but I don't see how he doesn't go three or four times value tonight easily. In that Merrifield, who I usually love, uh, he's off the board for me tonight against Kluber. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Too much out potential there for him, too much strikeouts for Corey Kluber. Let's talk about scope. Uh, might be some issues there with weather in Baltimore. We know that. But he's got Heaney, the left-handed pitcher. Not Tim Heaney, by the way, Roto-Wire, social media director. But uh, <laughs> but Andrew <laughs> Heaney, the lesser of two Heenies, really. Uh, I'm boy, we're gonna have to tag him in this in this Twitter thing. We put it out there today's podcast. <laughs> the
2: hashtag <laughs> Lesser of Two He's yeah, Load up against uh, <laughs> Heaney.
1: <laughs> but uh, Scope is another one where I think GPPY he's in play at 37, and I love Daniel Murphy at 36 against Perdomo. Uh, I think this is the sweet spot at second base. Is there anybody underneath that that you want to make a case for? Is it Forsythe at 32? Is it Lowry, who I know you've talked about before on the pod? Uh,
2: I do, I do like Lowry a fair bit. I know his overall splits against lefties uh, aren't as good as they are against righties, but uh, still, still, you know, ridiculously solid overall and and uh, uh, one of the top doubles hitters. I, I forget if he's still uh, leading leading all of baseball in doubles, but I mean, that's still one of the more you know kind of shocking statistics to me in, in all of the league this year is, the, is how well he's been able to get uh, extra base hits and he has he has a pretty long history against Keichel as well he's got 35 at bats to his to his name against him and he's gotten 11 hits uh, in that stretch so he he obviously sees Keuchel, uh pretty well so if you wanted to go down the board a little bit, uh, I'm with you there and then uh, going back to scope, he's obviously been one of the more quality, um, hitters in that Orioles lineup. He's, you know, he's relatively close to Nelson Cruz, I believe for the RBI lead, uh, in the American league. And, and again, uh, Heaney is, is a guy tonight that I think, uh, you and I can agree on that, that, uh, is worth, uh, loading up against a little bit. I mean, this is Heaney's first start, uh, since April, I believe. Um, so that, that's quite a long layoff there and, 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 uh, you know, the rest of that Angels bullpen isn't particularly impressive. So you imagine that Heaney, at best case scenario, gets through five innings or so, uh, and then you then you get uh, a pretty soft bullpen to to match up against. So uh, using scope as maybe like a mini Orioles stack uh, could definitely be uh, something that's worth considering tonight.
1: Yeah, I like where heads out there. You got two other guys, too, at uh, 2,800, Moncada uh, coming off a good game, and Ian Hap coming off a two-home run performance. If they're in the lineup, this is another one where if you're going to go with let's say, Longoria at third, one of these two guys at second, and Happer Moncada, and take a chance and just go, hey, this is a balls to the wall, big-time GPP lineup. If it hits, I'm going to be the very top with a Scherzer. Uh, then I think you can justify those guys. other way. Otherwise, I would stay away from, I think, there's guys with higher floor. Let's go over to shortstop and talk about them. Let's talk about Tim Beckham. Uh, if we're going to talk about Baltimore and mini-stacks, I mean, 35 – I mean, uh, when does the Beckham train stop? Does it stop? Does it have it's an not, ending? It,
2: the, the, that train does not have any brakes on it. And it's going, it's, yeah, it's going, baby. I mean, he's hitting almost 500, and it's been about three <laughs> weeks since he's joined the Orioles now. So
1: MVP? I mean, it's it MVP, yeah, right? Or can we just, 100%. just give it to him now? Okay. <laughs> MVP, Tim Beckham, ladies and gentlemen. It's
2: been, it's been insane. And, and, uh, you know, Showalter has kind of uh, realized how, how bad some other parts of the lineup have been. Uh, so he's sort of, Uh, started to swap things around. He's moved Beckham into the leadoff spot. Uh, You know, he gets Machado right behind him Um, and then, then scope and Adam Jones in the cleanup spot. So that, that's a that's a combo of, of the top four that seems to be seems to be working uh, extremely well there. Um, so I really like Beckham a, a lot tonight again against a guy in Heaney that I, I have a hard time believing is going to do uh, particularly well again. You, you got to look out uh, for the weather in that one. I think on the other side of that game, uh, Andrelton Simmons going against Jeremy Hellickson. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time that the Angels have seen Hellickson in the last couple of weeks, um, so they're they're familiar with him. And again, uh, so if, if this if, assuming this game does get played, uh, Baltimore this time of year, very swampy, uh, ball tends to fly out there. So I, I think there sneakily uh, could be some bats to target on both sides in that game.
1: Uh, and Seager and Segura at 38, if you want to pay up a little bit more, but I just, I have a hard time doing that because Beckham has been so good and, and Andrews is at 39 all the way at the top of this board. And I'm looking at normally those are the guys that'd be going, but, Beckham is a significant discount where we've seen Andrew sometimes priced very similarly to Tim Beckham. Now there's a $400 gap and that's enough for me to, to fade it. And, and for me, there's, I don't care how chalk or how big the ownership is on Beckham. He's in all my lineups too. And you can easily get him into a cash game lineup at 35 too, which is more important.
2: And I don't really get VR. Uh, I mean, I I guess, uh, the virtue of the, of the brewers being at cores kind of gives him uh, that bump, but like, I'm not even confident necessarily with, with, uh, Neil Walker coming to Milwaukee. That VR is even going to be in the lineup. He's really wow, that's been. that's what I thought scuffling. too. I thought the so same it's surprising thing. Surprising to see him there.
1: I, I, you know, I think that's just one of those hedging prices where they just kind of hedge it just in case a little bit, and you know, put it out. I, just I let
2: the lemmings, you know, go after the Coors game too much.
1: Yeah, and I know a Coors is in, it's it's a weird night when Coors is in play, and then you've got these big time pitchers. That's always a tough one to figure out because you say, well, do I want to fade that top of the board at pitcher, and I want to spend more money. In that Colorado game, but I wouldn't. I really, I don't think you're going to win cash games tonight without Kluber and without uh, Scherzer. Scherzer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you can responsibly really fit too many of those guys in that game in Colorado. <laughs> with no, those in, guys. In, it's not going to happen.
2: And with just kind of how hard the the Milwaukee offense has started to kind of hit the skids uh, since the All-Star break, that's not an offense uh, that it was, you know, in, in the early months of the summer. Uh, it's really been, you know, having a hard time to to scratch runs across here. So uh, you're, you're not getting the a value, you know, like two months ago, Jonathan VR at 3,500 in Coors Field feels like a, a, a total steal. Now it feels like a complete trap.
1: All right, baseball is here, and don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com/Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com/Rotowire. Onto the outfield, Giancarlo Stanton, five thousand three hundred. I know he's been great, but I'm gonna have to let that tough-to-reach chip go. Just gotta let it go and yep. let it sail along. Unfortunately,
2: that the last uh, red balloon. But yeah, <laughs> at fifty three hundred, that's just that's just astronomical. Even even against a guy in, in Chris Flexen, where um, I, I think if if you can swing it and or if you go down the board at pitcher, I would totally load up uh, Marlins wise against Chris Flexen at, uh, up in uh, up in New York there. Um, but again, it's just tough. Uh, yeah. It's with, another
1: spot where weather might be an issue too. So no, keep a, that in mind. Um, uh,
2: there, there is a lot of value to be had in, in the outfield tonight though. I mean, a, a guy like Cameron Maben, uh, only 2,100, uh, yes. you know, uh, going against Helixson again, uh, just trying to get a little bit exposure to that game, uh, where I can, I think Jock Peterson, uh, going against, uh, Jordan Zimmerman, even though it's on the road. Uh, I think that makes uh, plenty of sense. You know, he draws a lefty righty, uh, match up there. And then, um, Corey Dickerson, again, sort of a boomer bust guy. You know that's sort of what you're getting uh, with the Rays. But if that hits, going against Erasmo Ramirez, um, that that's also another one that that could certainly pay off. And you know he's only three thousand dollars as well.
1: You know I can't believe Maven's price is still so low. He it's came ridiculous. off the DL, and I was I was talking about him. I think it might even even last week with you on the pod here. I was one of the pods here, and I was like, all right, well look, they haven't called up yet that Maven's off the DL. Now it's the time to use him. And here we are a week later, and the price is still almost min. And I'm thinking to myself, what what am I missing here? Uh, a couple other guys in that range that uh, John's talking about. Reese Hoskins at 25 against Matt Moore. I love the power potential there of Hoskins. Yes. Uh, that guy's a beast. I don't care if it's in San Francisco. He can hit it out anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jared Dyson at 25. Again, speed pivot. Nicky Delmonico is another guy as long as he's in the lineup at Texas. Another good ballpark. Uh, good matchup there with Kashner. So, luckily – we like the pricing, we like the talent, and we like the matchups for the low-cost outfielders, which is a good thing because most of the time that's not the case when you get the pitchers who are approaching 12K. Usually it's just like, oh, I'm trying to pull your hair out.
2: But yeah, you're just hoping for that like early June uh, Malik Smith type of like 2200 right. and you get some sort of ridiculous miracle uh, return on that. But you know, most of the time you're certainly not getting that. And you know, to your point about um, – the Phillies, I think Nick Williams, uh, it's, it's a bit of a smaller sample size, but um, just thir- 33 at-bats against lefties, and he is a left-handed bat in his own right. But going against Matt Moore tonight, um, and he has an over 300 uh, average against lefties and an OPS uh, just shy of, of 1,000. So I wouldn't be worried. If you wanted to go after some Phillies, um, I wouldn't uh, omit uh, Williams from that, from that stack just because it's a lefty-lefty matchup as well.
1: Also, you got in Colorado, Domingo Santana at 35. I love Santana, and, and I think that's a reasonable price for a Colorado bat if you do want to get some exposure there. Keon Brox, and another one, if you try to get some exposure to that game, if you're, that's the way you choose. I just don't think it's necessary. Let's talk about Trey Mancini, another guy, $3,400 in Baltimore. We talk about that Baltimore matchup. Is this another guy you want to throw into that situation there? Good matchup lefty ready for him?
2: Yeah, I mean, you, looking at, you know, for for me, this is a situation where you look at uh, who else is around him. Uh, you got Tommy Pham also going, you know, against Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams uh, was a, a total gas can, a guy that I used to stack against all the time earlier in the season. He seems to uh, have turned things around. But Pham, uh, he brings a lot of power potential as well. $100 more. Uh, so, I think him, him or Mancini, if you want to go for after this tier, uh, certainly both uh, were worth looking at. Um, you know and then I think you know also A.J. Pollock, uh, 3200, um, he hasn't been at you know the AJ. Pollock that we've all wanted to, him to be, but he seems to be coming around uh, a little bit. and again, we mentioned earlier that, that Santana isn't quite as sharp at target field uh, as he is on the road, so Pollock at just 3200 uh, would also potentially be in play for me.
1: All right, that'll do it for us. We're off to the hot topic to get some eyeliner and some black clothes. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny Mckesh. You can follow me at Joe Pizapia. For everybody here at RotoWire, have a great can night.
2: Slipknot shirts—they're twenty percent off.
1: <laughs> Daily fantasy. <laughs>